You're listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B., and this is episode number 21. Well, hello again, my friends. Welcome back to the Fitness Matters Podcast, where every week we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. And you guys, like always, this one matters but I don't know if you're going to realize that just yet. We are talking about mental toughness today. And this is this is one of those episodes where I just I want to say thank you for clicking play because I know that that title if you are anything like me, like if you see yourself as like an emotional person, a person with a lot of feelings, maybe some anxiety, maybe some angst, maybe some all kinds of feelings, you might not think that this one applies to you. Or you might be listening to it thinking, okay, Paula, tell me how. Tell me how I can get this mental toughness. And I am. I am going to tell you how. But I wanted... I wanted to say thank you always for clicking play and for honestly for trusting me to guide you through this topic. I've been thinking about this a lot lately and we are going to get to the topic, but I wanted to just to just tell you thank you. I've been thinking this really specifically over the course of the last couple of weeks when we've been talking about anxiety and dealing with uncertainty and immune systems and and really even even before that, all of the topics that we have covered over the past however long we've been doing this. I mean, I know I've been doing specifically the Fitness Matters podcast for the last like four or five months, but even even a long time ago when it was the Let's Run podcast, I think about how much you guys trust me to carry you through these different topics that we talk about. And I just really appreciate that. I really appreciate the opportunity, honestly, for myself to develop my own thoughts about the different fitness matters that we talk about, but for allowing me to have a forum to share them with you and to have conversations about the things that we have conversations about. I really appreciate it. And I mean, I always, always hope that you find it helpful to have a place to talk about this kind of stuff too. So what kind of stuff are we talking about today? Huh? Huh? We are talking about mental toughness. And I think that this might be one of those topics that is, I think I'm going to use the word misunderstood. In fact, that's where we're even starting. Before we dive into what it is, let's talk about what it isn't. Because I know that when I say mental toughness, that it probably brings up some kind of some kind of image in your mind of maybe a person like I mean I'm picturing John Wayne which I mean if you are if you are my age I'm not quite old enough to be like a fan of John Wayne but I you know he was an icon when I was younger you know my mom loved John Wayne and you know I watched some of his movies, not a ton of them, but I watched like some of his movies on, you know, like on Sunday afternoons on, you know, random TV when I was probably like, uh, I'm going to say a teenager. But you know, you're picturing like, like a tough as nails kind of guy. And the thing is that mental toughness isn't about being tough all the time. You know, when we think about toughness, we picture maybe a person who's like mean, or, or just cold or unfeeling or uncaring. Somebody who has developed like an exterior, like almost like a callus of 
not letting things in, not letting feelings come out, not letting, you know, anything penetrate this exterior of, of toughness. And it might even seem like something that is a character trait, like something that you're born with. And I'm here to tell you that none of these things are true, that mental toughness has almost nothing to do with being tough, uh, specifically all the time, but it has nothing to do with being mean or cold or uncaring. And it is definitely not just something that you are born with. Some people might be born with more mental toughness. Some people might really come to this topic and be like, oh yeah, you know, this, this stuff really isn't a problem for me. The reason I bring it up though is because I kind of consider myself a born marshmallow. I, we have we have definitely talked about this. I'm not, I mean, I'll give you the link, but I'm not gonna necessarily say, oh, you should definitely go listen to this topic because it is a tough one. But when we talked about grief back in December, I shared with you that I am a crier, that I am somebody who cries frequently and often and at all, all sorts of occasions. I I have a lot of emotions. I have always seen and thought of myself and been told that I feel a lot. In fact, many people tell me that I feel too much. I disagree with that though at this point in my life. I feel a lot and at this point in my life I have decided that I feel the exact right amount. It's not it's not too much. It is a lot though. And so if, if I used that as my guide of, okay, you know, I, I'm a person who cries a lot. I'm a person who feels a lot. I am, you know, not, I was not born with the ability to just shrug things off and not care about them. Then I wouldn't think of myself as somebody who has mental toughness. And yet I absolutely think of myself as somebody who has mental toughness. So what, so what is mental toughness? My friends, it is a skill. It is a skill that you can develop no matter where you are starting, no matter how you currently see yourself, no matter how much you cry, no matter how much anxiety you feel, no matter how much of everything you feel constantly on a daily basis. Mental toughness is a skill that you can develop just like any other skill, just like knitting, just like cooking, just like riding a bike, just like learning a language. Anything that you want to learn, this is a skill just like that. But, but let's define mental toughness a little bit here. I mean, if it's not just about being tough or unfeeling or uncaring or, or some kind of a character trait, what is it? And I have to tell you, this is the part of the podcast that I spent the most time on. I had some thoughts about what I wanted to tell you about developing it and what it isn't. But when it came time to define mental toughness, specifically in the way that I see it with myself. I mean, having, having given you this foundation of me being a crier and somebody who has a lot of emotions and, and not having that exterior, external feeling or, or look of toughness, then what in the world is mental toughness if it's not, you know, toughness? And I decided that the way I define it for myself is something like a mental compass that points me in the direction of my goal no matter what. So it's, it's a combination of a lot of 
thoughts and feelings and frankly it's a mindset that that even even on times when you want to quit or even on times when you want to you know cut back or or take a break or 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 stop what you're doing that this mental toughness is the thing that's going to remind you of where you're going and that you are no matter what going to get there and the reason that I know that I have some mental toughness, I have, I have shown it to myself in, in a couple of different situations. And I specifically think of mental toughness, and because this is the Fitness Matters podcast, I particularly think of mental toughness as it relates to my fitness. And for me, developing mental toughness with my fitness has gone a long way towards developing mental toughness in other arenas of my life. In fact, let me let me start by telling you a story about a time when I was not mentally tough when I was a kid. There was I don't know how old I was. I I vividly remember that my older brother was teasing me. I mean, as older brothers do. That's that in itself not super problematic. I teased him back, I promise. But there was this one time that was not just one time. It was over a period of time where my brother decided to call me Bubba. I have no idea why this bothered me so much, but it got under my skin in a way that I still can't fully describe, but I vividly, vividly remember going to my mom and just sobbing, crying, so upset. I was so beside myself that Mike called me Bubba, and I hate it. And every time he would call me Bubba, I would get mad and I would scream or cry and be like, you don't call me that, you know, all that kind of stuff. All that kind of not exactly mental toughness kind of stuff. And I remember my mom being like super frustrated. I mean, she was she was reasonably patient, but now as an adult, I can, I can picture how frustrating the situation was where one of your kids is teasing another one of your kids and it doesn't seem like that big of of a deal, but the one kid is just freaking out about it. And I remember her telling me, she's like, Paula, don't let it get to you. That's what he's trying to do. He's just trying to get to you. And if you don't let him, he won't get to you. And I, again, as an adult, I totally understand the logic of this, but at the time it was like, but it does get to me. How do I make it not get to me if it does? And I was so, so bothered by this. And I, somewhat funnily, maybe within the last, I'm going to say within the last 10 years, I mean, we were long since adults. I brought this up with my brother and I was like, do you remember that? And he had absolutely no recollection. That's how little it bothered him, <laughs> was that he had no memory of teasing me and me being so upset. And to be fair, from his perspective, he probably doesn't want to remember teasing me because that's not very nice. But... But I mean, again, you hear me laughing about this. I've long, long, long since gotten over it. My brother and I have a terrific relationship. I don't hold it against him. And in fact, it's something that I, it's an, an illustrative point that I use with my own kids when they were teasing each other and would get under each other's skin. I told them this story, the story of the Bubba. And I actually call both of them Bubba now and they call each other Bubba because they thought that this story was hilarious, that my brother would make fun of me and it would bother me so much. 
but it's it's a good story to realize that things only bother you because they bother you not because they are necessarily objectively terrible or horrible or awful sometimes sometimes it's just bubba so so developing mental toughness was not something that came easily to me. And it did not come to me because my mom said, don't let it get to you. It was something that I developed, honestly, significantly later in life when I started really being into fitness and really started running. I had to develop mental toughness to stick with running. Running did not come easily to me. It did not feel amazing. And yet I had so many goals almost immediately from from like my earliest probably the earliest thing that I did when I very first started running once I that very first mile that I ever ran I remember I remember coming home and bragging to my husband and being like oh my gosh I ran a whole mile and I couldn't wait to do it again and then as soon as the mile felt like something I could do, I remember being like, I got to do two. I bet I could do three. I bet I could do four. I had so many goals almost immediately when it came to running in a way that I really truly haven't for most other things in my life until I started running. Once I started running and setting goals for myself there, that's when I started setting goals for myself everywhere with business, in my personal life, with, uh, you know, life in general. That's where it all began for me was developing the mental toughness to go after my goals when I was running. And the thing is, it took me I feel like it took me a very long time and a lot of trial and error before I truly developed any kind of real mental toughness. And and one of the ways that that I realized that I was developing some mental toughness is because here's here's what I think of as what mental toughness does for you. I think that because it's a mental compass pointing you in the direction of your goal, no matter what, that it doesn't just tell you to go, 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 go. I think anybody can do that. I think anybody of, of any kind of non-mental toughness can push themselves further and faster and more. Mental toughness for me meant knowing what was the right thing to do. I spent the first several years of my running career pushing further, faster, more, and being injured constantly and trying to run through those injuries and not wanting to learn anything from them. But when I developed the mental toughness, I realized that I had to take rest days, that some days had to be slower than others, that I had to do core work, that I had to do foam roller work and recovery work, that I had to drink enough water and fuel myself properly. It wasn't just about pushing harder towards my goal, which is what I think a lot of people think of as toughness, pushing harder, pushing more. It was about pushing in the right ways, doing the right thing for my goal, no matter what. Even if drinking water feels hard for me, even if getting on the foam roller feels boring, even if I don't want to take a rest day, even if I want to run faster or longer or more, doing the right thing is what mental toughness does for you. 
The other thing that mental toughness does for you is it quiets the negative self-talk. And this is not something that's going to come automatically. This is, this is sort of a chicken and an egg thing. You're going to have to put in the work to quiet the negative self-talk, but you'll put in the work because of the mental toughness that you're developing. When you don't let yourself say mean things to yourself, that takes mental toughness. And I know, again, you're thinking, but toughness is being tough on yourself, telling yourself you got to do things no matter what, telling yourself that you can do better, telling yourself that you can do more. But the fact is, mental toughness is not listening to that voice that tells you that you're not good enough. It is developing the voice that says, it's okay to slow down. It's okay to take rest days. You're doing a great job, even if it doesn't feel amazing right now. Mental toughness isn't about being tough on yourself. It is about loving yourself and doing, again, the right thing. Mental toughness also keeps you on your feet when you would so much rather just sit down and quit or at least take a break. And this, I think, is the thing that people think of, where the toughness is the thing that keeps you going, that keeps you moving forward. And, and it is. I mean, I have shared with you a couple of times, I'm thinking specifically of the one episode where I talked about the struggles that I had during uh, my 110K from a couple of years ago now. And it was, it was mental toughness and a lot of, a lot of help from my husband that kept me on my feet to finishing that race. I will have a link for you in the show notes about that one. Cause that one, I, I mean, that one also, it has its moments. I mean, the grief episode, I, you know, we talk about grief and I cried a lot in the episode where we're talking about my, my ultra marathon struggles. I, I tell you about crying. I don't actually, I don't think I cried during that episode, but I, there's, there's a lot of other stuff that makes it, makes it a little, it's a difficult episode, but, but I'm still going to share both of those with you just in case, just in case you feel like listening to a little bit more backstory behind some of these things. The thing about, the thing about mental toughness that I think is the most significant thing is that it doesn't actually shut off your emotions at all. Mental toughness for me is actually about letting myself feel all of my emotions, all of them, all the time, when, when they're convenient, when they're not convenient, when I want to, when I don't want to. Letting myself feel my feelings rather than shutting off my feelings is probably, I think, one of the most key components toward developing mental toughness. When you are tough enough to let yourself be sad when you're sad, when you are tough enough to let yourself feel anxiety when you feel anxiety, when you are tough enough to let yourself feel all of the yucky, horrible, messy, churny, sweaty emotions that there are in the world, that, my friends, is tough. It's super tough. And it is probably, arguably, one of the best things that you can do for yourself to let yourself get through this world, to keep yourself moving in the direction of your goal no matter what. Here's the thing. I have had 
I have had a lot of difficulty developing mental toughness towards uh, really anything, <laughs> anything. I think it came easiest for me with regard to fitness, but developing mental toughness in my life and with my emotions and with my business goals specifically have been, have been really an ongoing thing in my life that I've really had to work towards. And for me, developing mental toughness in my business has probably arguably taken the longest. I, I feel like I feel like with fitness-related things, I developed mental toughness relatively quickly over the course of a couple of years. I had some of it right away. I mean, just even, even making myself go for that first run ever, you know, I had a little bit of mental toughness. With my business, there have been many, many, many times where all I wanted to do is quit, where I just wanted to throw up my hands and say, this is not something I can do. I'm done. I'm walking away. I'm going to go find a job at McDonald's. I just don't even care anymore. And yet, and yet I had that mental toughness to get through it, to get to the bottom of my feelings, to get in touch with the frustration, to let myself feel the frustration and the fear and the anxiety and the not knowing and push through anyways. So I know you're wondering, okay, this, I, I get what you're saying, Paula, but, but how, if I, if I am a marshmallow right now, how do I develop mental toughness? And I want to, I want you to know that it's, it's not an easy process. Nothing ever is. It's very simple. I have two steps, but it's not, it's not necessarily going to be easy. And that really is the point. I mean, it's, it's always the point, but specifically with mental toughness, it's really the point that this isn't easy. So step one is to make yourself do stuff you don't want to do. <laughs> I know, I know you're hearing that and you're like, okay, Paula. So you know, how to develop mental toughness. Step one, develop mental toughness. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But every time you come up against something that you're trying to procrastinate, trying to put off, don't really know for sure if it's the right thing, kind of want to just maybe do some more research or do some more thinking, or you're not sure if it's the right thing, make yourself do it. See what it feels like. Make yourself do stuff you don't want to do. And, and, here's the important part. Step two, way more important than making yourself do stuff you don't want to do because I know that you already do that. But step two is critical. Don't judge yourself by what it looks or feels like while you're doing it. I have never, I'm going to say never, but I'm actually thinking about this. Maybe it's not never. I have very rarely, I, I can't think of a specific, no, that's not true. I can think of two times where I have come to the finish line of a race feeling utterly, absolutely amazing, and specifically a long race where I didn't cry. I cry. I'm a crier. We've already long since established this. I have had many successful races where I absolutely, utterly, and completely broke down 
in the middle of them. Maybe not even the middle. Might have been early. Might have been later. Doesn't even matter. I cannot judge myself for crying in the middle of a race. It happens. It's gonna happen to me all the time. This comes back to, again, feeling what you feel. When I'm in the middle of something and it feels hard, I cry. But I have the mental toughness to keep going anyways. And, and I have the mental toughness to let go of the judgment afterwards. This is actually the thing that I have developed most recently. I, I used to, I used to think of doing something new as a three-part process. Step number one was to have the desire to do something new. Step number two was to completely cry and freak out and go crazy in the middle of doing it. And then step three was to feel embarrassed afterwards. And I have to come to the conclusion now that the mental toughness actually just eliminates step three. That you go ahead, you choose something that you want to do, and then you make yourself do it. And you cry and scream and freak out and have anxiety the entire time you're doing it. And then, well, there is a step three, but it's not feel embarrassed about it. Step three is to just be happy that it's done. To know that you did it. A couple years ago, right after my sister died, I mean, like, probably... I'm going to say two, maybe, maybe three weeks after she died, I went for a run with my husband and it was a trail I had never been on. And he was training for a 50 K. Um, in fact, well, in fact, he was training for a hundred miler, but, but he was training for a 50 K on his way to the hundred miler. And so it was this trail that I had never been on before. It had been raining and it was super muddy. And my husband wanted to go and do like the first I don't even know how many miles of this race and we were going to do an out and back and he was willing to run slowly with me and we were running and we came to I'm going to call it a river for the purposes of this story I am going to continue referring to this as a river except that my husband has repeatedly told me that it was not a river it was a creek <laughs> but it was a water crossing that was huge. It felt enormous. It was not, but it felt enormous. It was moving pretty quickly because it had been raining and there were, there was, um, there was, I think there was a rope across it, but it was like a really thin rope. And for whatever reason, it went through what looked like one of the deepest parts. And my husband actually like held onto the rope and jumped from one rock to another. I, if you've ever done any of my full-length workouts, you know that balance is not my strong suit. I don't think of myself as somebody who balances very well. So that kind of jumping from rock to rock simply does not happen in my world. So going the, the route of the rope wasn't going to be as helpful for me. So I tried to find a, like a slightly more shallow and not as fast moving part to cross on. And I was just completely overwhelmed by this water crossing. It was, it was way too much for me. I couldn't do it. I cried. My husband made it all the way across and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And he was like, yeah, you can, you know, come on over, come on over. And I was like, nope, I can't do it. And I, I told him go on without me and I'll, you know, you, you continue on however many miles you're going to run and I'll, I'll see you, you know, when you get back this way. 
And so he, you know, reluctantly, but he did run on and I turned around and I, you know, was going back towards the car and I wasn't going to be done. I still wanted to get in some miles, but I ran back to the words of the car and I was so mad at myself. I was so mad that I couldn't cross that stupid river, which wasn't a river. It was a Creek. And I, I thought about it and I was running and then I turned back around and I went back to the water and I, tried to look at it and I tried to find a place and I started crying again. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And I turned around again and I ran back towards the car. And then, you know, quarter of a mile later, I was like, Paula, you have to, you have to do this. Turned back again, went back to the water crossing and I cried and I won't, I won't reproduce the sound for you right now, but I cried and screamed and moaned and just wailed and gnashed my teeth. And I remember saying out loud, as loud as I could, if I can watch my sister die, I can cross this and you can fill in the blank here with whatever your favorite swear word is, because trust me, there were a few. I can cross this river, which was not a river. It was a creek. And I did it. I, I cried. I screamed. I moaned. I wailed and gnashed my teeth and shouted and made myself do it. And if I were to judge myself by, okay, was that a successful river crossing because I looked so tough while I was doing it? Or was that a successful water crossing because I made myself do it and I got it done? You know which way I'm going to take. You got to go with number two here. Don't judge yourself by the way it looks when you're in it. When you are struggling with something, when you are feeling that gut churning anxiety, when you are feeling the fear, when you are feeling like all you want to do is say, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. But you do it anyways. You, my friend, have mental toughness. You have plenty of mental toughness. And this, this is where I want to lead you. I think you have more mental toughness than you think. This is, this is something that I see in you all the time when you leave me comments and you try really hard to put yourself down for the way something got done. It doesn't matter how it got done. It got done. Your mental toughness, your mental compass is pointing you in the direction of your goal, no matter what. And it doesn't matter if you scream or cry or want to quit or even do quit briefly. When you come back and keep going in the direction of your goal, no matter what, you have all the mental toughness you need. And you know I want to hear about it. <laughs> you guys, I want to hear. I want to hear your story of screaming and crying and crossing a river that isn't a river. I want to hear about your mental toughness that you maybe didn't think felt like toughness. And now, now you know, my friends, it is. It's all the toughness you need. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I hope, like always, that this one was helpful for you. And I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you again soon. Mm -hmm.